Well, when are you going to roll? Right now, bro. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 558, Feb 12, 2021. It was 59 degrees on this day in 1990, and it was 30 below in 1875. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Allow me my climate observations before I move on to Nikhil Beatty, the... uh, fellow at the U who has lied about an encounter with the police. I I am choosing to not let that go, and I'll explain uh, more in a moment. I'm noting that the Twin Cities is experiencing the coldest stretch of days we've had since 1974, right? How cold is it? Well, we're at 10 days uh, in single-digit highs. That also was the case in 1963. The record is 15 days. Uh, That occurred twice, 1936 and 1974. Then there were 13 days with single-digit highs in 1936, 12 days in 1895 and 1888. 2,21 in 1963, 10 days. 1999 and 1968, 8 days. 2007 and 1979, 7 days. Uh, the Thames, the Thames in London has frozen for the first time in 60 years, uh, which means, so if you're offered uh, climate change is the reason the Thames has frozen, you'll have to ask whoever tells you that, well, what was the reason in 1961 or 1962? So it got me thinking, uh, I've often acknowledged that I'm prepared to acknowledge that showing these weather records doesn't really mean much in the cosmic scheme of things for a variety of reasons. Chief among them, we don't even have any clue what their weather was like, say, in 1650. We, ha- we don't have any idea. But I got to thinking, uh, let's assume for the sake of argument that our lifetime uh, will 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 be from 1850 to the present. Now I know we weren't here in 1850, but it's not that implausible. We had relatives who were alive in 1850, and we have records that go to about 1850. So let's just say 1850 to now is our lifetime. How many years is that? It's still, still nothing on the cosmic uh, scheme of things, is it? 172. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nothing has changed. Nothing, the climate has not changed in right. our lifetime. Right. It hasn't changed. Now, granted, that's a short period of time. But to, but to buy irrationally the idea that we're at some war with the climate is preposterous when you realize nothing has changed. They had, we had a cold stretch of weather in 1936, and then again in 1974. 1895, and then again in 1963. 1929, then again in 1994. 1963, 1972. 2007 and 1979. 
1888. It's like me keeping track, which again is is a a very minor uh, bit of evidence. It's like me keeping track of when my lilacs bloom. It's always within a day or two every year of the same date. What has changed? Nothing has changed. Media coverage. Yes, and more people in harm's way of inclement weather, more people in harm's way of storms and fires and hurricanes and tornadoes, more people in harm's way has changed, but the weather itself, the climate itself, has not changed in our lifetime. So you don't think that there's a crisis? I don't. So let's turn now to this. Uh, Let me set this aside. I find this fascinating. We're going to, we might set a record here. We only need, let's brute for it. We only need five more days of single-digit highs, and we'll, uh, we'll have tied 1974 and 1936. You know what's remarkable, now, too, about this stretch is the fact that we didn't have one single day in January with a below-zero temperature, correct? Yeah, yeah. But that'll happen, Chris. Yeah. Today's Minneapolis paper. Now, wait a, wait a second. Are you talking... In the Twin Cities or statewide? Because if you're talking statewide, we will set a record. It's going to stay cold until uh, April ooh, next Thursday. Yeah, I uh, guess it's I, like it's like 18 below where I am right now. Okay, I'm talking Twin Cities. Sorry, it's 12 below now. It's up to 12 below now. And we in the Twin Cities are. I will get that for you. We are eight below in the Twin Cities. It's winter. Today's Pioneer, I'm sorry, we'll get to the Pioneer Press too. Today's Star Tribune uh, by the New York Times. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris and White House aides convened cabinet secretaries and acting heads of 21 federal agencies Thursday to begin fulfilling President Biden's promise to mobilize the entire federal government to confront climate change. Gina McCarthy, who heads the White House Office of Climate Policy, said Thursday's meeting focused on job creation as well as ensuring that agency leaders understood their role in helping to set an aggressive new target for cutting the U.S. share of global emissions. The Biden administration wants to announce those goals on April 22nd. Hmm. The National Climate Task Force, which Biden created as part of a series of executive actions during his very first week, is meant to meet regularly to chart progress on a series of administration goals, including eliminating fossil fuel emissions from the electric sector, electricity sector, by 2035, transitioning federal, state, and local government fleets to zero-emission vehicles, while also increasing renewable energy production on public land and waters. Biden campaigned on a pledge to reach net zero emissions across the economy before 2050 and to eliminate fossil fuel pollution from the electricity sector. Biden has made the case that tackling climate change by focusing on building clean energy infrastructure will bring economic recovery and create millions of new jobs, a goal economists said faces serious challenges. Well, it faces serious challenges because he's full of B as in B, S as in S. (laughs) At Thursday's meeting, Task Force started a new working group. Okay, my point is this. My point is this. No rational thinking human being. Let's just keep it to this country. No rational thinking American should, given given 30 minutes of serious meditative thought to this, could possibly believe 
that the climate is something to be fought. No one could believe that. You can't fight what you cannot see. Let me compare it to something. I probably have watched it twice now, but the other night there was another documentary on the caldera at Yellowstone, which last blew its lid about 600,000 years ago, and you hear these, you hear these uh, reports that, well, maybe it's due again. And it, it may very well be, and it may very well not be. But if it's due again, that's pretty much the end of the earth as we know it, uh, because it would be catastrophic. But they don't know if an eruption is imminent. And yet they're dealing with something they know exists. They can put probes into the ground beneath Yellowstone Lake. I see they, what you're saying. They yeah. can go through the crust of the earth and they can, they can determine a movement and the flowing back and forth of the magma level. They, they can see the eruptions of geysers. They can see the eruptions of mud pots that bubble up from the bottom of the earth. They can see all of this, and they can measure it, and they're working around the clock to monitor it. And yet, what do they not know? They don't have, and I'm not indicting the scientists. This is real science. They're monitoring it. They can see it. They can touch the ground that they're measuring with their hands. They can touch the ground. They can stand on it. They can measure it. And they have no idea how to tell us if a major volcanic eruption is imminent. So but, they're honest. Well, not only honest, it goes beyond honesty. That's the only conclusion they can reach because they don't know. Now, you compare that to this preposterous effort to put all 22 federal agencies on high alert to fight the climate and to change it. They're dealing with something they can't see, they can't touch, they don't know. They're dealing with something that hasn't changed in our lifetime, which I've assigned to all of us as 1850 to the present which is, again, a very small, small One, amount of time. By the way, 156 years. I actually have calculator. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so the climate, based on just these observances of temperatures and the, and the, and the fairly routine swing of them from 1916 to 1963, back to 1888 to 1936 to 2021, nothing has changed. Nothing. But we're going to fight this. You know, we're going to, we we're had going to change eight this. storms yeah. uh, last year, which cost America well more than eight, eight than a billion dollars per storm. It's far cheaper to recognize what's coming and cure the problem ahead of time. I don't know how you don't understand that, Joe. You get out in front of it, see? The it's cure, all about carbon offset suits. It's all yeah. about the money raised by carbon offsets. Right. The cure, money. The, cure, the cure is far worse than the disease because there is no disease. So you are trying to heal something that isn't broken. Here's the problem. In doing so, you're going to pay more for fuel. You're going to pay more for electricity. You're going to pay more to heat your house. The price of consumer goods is going to go up. It's all about money. It's all about a new wave of government intrusion and building an additional layer of bureaucracy into the federal government. It has nothing to do with changing the climate because you humans can't change it.
and it hasn't changed in 150 years. Which, if you euphorians who read with your lips moving, I'll have to keep telling you, I realize that's a very small fraction of time. I understand that. But the climate hasn't changed in 150 years, although the climate always has changed and is in the process of changing all the time, or we wouldn't be here. And then we have people like GM and Ford signing on and saying, yep, we're all in, uh, which means there's going to be, what, can we, do we dare say millions? No, let's go with uh, hundreds of thousands of auto workers out of work. Let's go with that number. Mm -hmm. Run with it. Because we don't need Ruxiers. Ruxiers. Got to run with those We numbers. don't need camshafts. <laughs> we don't need lifters. We don't, don't need parts. Need any of that. We don't need don't many need parts. Any of that. Rook, what we else don't, don't we need? We don't need a five-car pileup on 35 and 94. You know what uh, else? You know what else? It, Stop. You know what else? Uh, the world is running short of computer chips, which yes. will which will only delay uh, electric vehicles. And you heard that in Mr. Money Talk's report yesterday yes. at the end of Garage Logic. Right. You know what else we're running short on? Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 mining the ores that it takes to build these batteries. Yes. Copper being one of them. Well, let's we just leave it. To, well, let's just leave it to twelve-year-old African kids. Let them go down in those mines and sweat it out, so we can be virtuous. Right. Because we're certainly not putting a copper mine in this state. Nope. But we need the copper. But we're not getting it from the United States. It's not very cost-effective, is it? I've never been more sure of anything in my life that climate change is a ruse. It has nothing to do with the environment. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> And I'm, I know you might weary of me saying that, but I, I do so enjoy pointing it out because it drives euphorians crazy. Why do you blindly sign on for this, people? Why do you blindly accept this utter nonsense? Examine your own life. You're being gaslighted. You're being gaslighted. Slowly turning her down, huh? Yep. You're being gaslighted. You are told to disbelieve your own experience. Well, we're right here in the middle of what could be a record length of time for single-digit temperatures, which is fine with me. It's winter. What are you going to do? Sit in my house and drink beer is what I'm I wish. Do. I wish we'd get 10 <laughs> days of 90 degrees in the summer. <laughs> All right, I just had to get that off my chest. Well, good. Team. Now let's return to the uh, notable fibber. Hmm. That's Bikel, too kind. That's way too kind. Bikel Beatty? Yes. The chief writes, Happy Scramble Friday to the staff above the boathouse. If the lying little nitwit from the U campus was truly out for a walk, why the hell did he ask for a ride home? We know it wasn't because he was lost on the garage logic service road of life. Boy, that's At a his great age. Point. At his age, and as a product of the social media is more important than my real-life generation, more than likely he saw that as his opportunity for 15 minutes of fame, clicks, likes, and retweets. Disregard the fact that it was completely made up. Lastly, and most troubling, as a product of the failed academy and disingenuous politics, he may have truly interpreted that interaction with police as harassment regardless of the fact that the police were brief and courteous. He may actually see any interaction with police as harassment simply because he is a self-described brown man. If that is the case and he judges every interaction based on color, by definition, that makes him a racist. 
And then he writes, uh, whoop, just two minutes from Highway 61. I got to go. <laughs> the chief. <laughs> That's a great point, though. If he was just out for a walk, why did he ask for a ride? Keith writes, Joe, thank you for discussing this issue. What I find even more appalling is the fact that most media, you excluded, choose to bury this online or deep into the print version. The cowardice by the local media and the university leaders is a main reason why the narrative continues to build momentum. The lack of accountability across the left is undeniable. Keith, uh, Chris, before I continue, would you please fill us in on what you did this morning? Oh, uh, I emailed uh, the young man via the U of M website. Mm-hmm. I also sent him a Facebook page inviting him on the program. I have not received a response. Mm-hmm. I also have a personal contact that works in that department, uh, th- and I reached out to her, and she gave me some information but said, best of luck. And did you reach out to Jeez. President Joan Gable? Oh, I did. I also left a voicemail uh, on her phone at, uh, at the U- University of Minnesota as well. Um, there's one other thing I'm failing to... Oh, but I also did notice both his Instagram and Twitter have all been shut down. So I don't know if that was a personal thing that he did, but his Facebook page was still up and active. And uh, was it full of cheery notes about the upcoming baseball season no. or his latest date? Or what, a lot what? of it is uh, is activist-related, like like you would expect from mm-hmm. a, a young 20-something. Like what? Can you describe it? Do you remember? Probably, he probably you can't use the language that he read. Yeah, if, if you'd like, GLers, you can you can search the young man, and he pops right up on Facebook. Well, don't harass him. Just no, don't. no, no. Right. No, if you don't want to search go. for yourself, I guess is what I'm saying. No, don't go after him, please. Bert writes, here's a story for you. Our friend at the U of M was not really out for a walk. He had been at home working on the template script he and his compatriots dreamed up and you described. The Cretan hears one of his devices that there has been a crime in the vicinity. He thinks, I'm going to go for a walk and see if something arises. Maybe I'll be accosted by law enforcement, and what a tale that will be. This happens, but not to his satisfaction. The police are polite and pleasant, so he quickly decides to ask for a ride, thinking he can embellish his fable with being grabbed off the street and slammed into a squad car for no reason. This does not work, so he just fabricates something to further the nonsense, and the school is backing him up. Do we know that for a fact? We don't know that the school is backing him up, but that's what we're trying to determined by our phone calls. Right. Uh, And the school is backing him up. Quite outlandish on my part, but so is his yarn. The current left in this country is using, though they would not be aware of it, an old propaganda tactic known as the big lie. Make up a selected and ridiculous narrative, fabricate facts, and maintain that these are true until it becomes a generally accepted sensibility. I want to take you to task for slagging on Devo, but it's been a long day, and I hate the bleeping Beach Boys. Any meatloaf warning? <laughs> I wish to hit the carnivores cornucopia this weekend. Maybe I'll just try the spinach mozzarella brats. They sound wonderful, Bert. So, Bert, so, Bert with a zinger. Oh, well, he got it. me there, didn't he? <laughs> yes. Now, from Kelsey, uh, we know this guy, meaning Bikel Beatty, has been calling out racism for at least two years, and he sent me something from 2018 in which Mr. Beatty is pictured, handsome young man. He's pictured here with a gal. I don't know her name. Maybe we'll learn it. We are two of many who authored the legislation for renaming Kaufman Memorial Union, said University of Minnesota student Nikhil Beatty. 
with the papers that have been uncovered, with a lot of the racism that the institution has had, as well as just history that's been swept under the rug, it's really an action to see that this history is there and that this history has to be accepted. It's a taint, yes, but we should also acknowledge that Dr. Kaufman developed our student union. That is to be acknowledged, but at the same time, our student union is home to many different cultures, many different ethnicities, many different identities. It's a statement of we all belong here, which he was against. So commemorating a space under his name is not something we should be engaging in as a public land-grant university. We authored the rename Kaufman resolution that took place last year after we had seen the a campus divided exhibit in Anderson Hall, said University of Minnesota student Natasha Sony. That must be who the, the gal is. Along with Kaufman, it showed a lot of other problematic folks who have been leaders at this university and the things that they have done. Through, this pra- through his practices of surveying students and segregating housing, along with a lot of other universities are doing across the country and renaming their buildings, we thought it would be best to promote the inclusivity that the University of Minnesota strives to communicate to prospective students. Well, that's all well and good. I don't mind that you wanted to change the name of Kaufman Union, but I, I find it ironic that you, on the one hand, you're telling me that it's a place for all ethnicities, cultures, identities, all of whom are uh, welcome under the roof of Kaufman Memorial Hall, but it's tainted because it's named for Kaufman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so your gatherings there are tainted, apparently. Yeah. Did that go anywhere? It's still called Kaufman Union. I, I looked that up. I'm not sure. <laughs> Rook, looked that up. Is it still called Kaufman Union? No, yeah. it is. I'm looking yeah, it at is. it right now. It oh, yeah. all right. It is. Shame on them. It still is? Mm-hmm. Kaufman. What a joke. <laughs> I, 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 really, I really think it's important uh, for this young man uh, to atone. I really do. But he uh, won't be forced to. He won't have to. You know that. They should keep his feet to the fire. They should, and make him be well, accountable. who's they, Rook? Who's they? Apparently, it's just us uh, so far. No, it should be the school. Administration but, should yes. go down. They won't return our calls. No, but they should take action. They and we specifically, should. we specifically, uh, in Joan Gable's message, said we wish to address the matter of Nikel Beatty. Who, who was being, uh, who was trying to divide, defunct these bastards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's those are harsh words, and he wasn't even... It wasn't even a big deal. I am at the point now where I think the two emailers were not necessarily being uh, hyperbolic. I I believe that it's entirely possible that, that he was wishing to encounter some problems. And when he didn't, he made it up anyway. Yeah. Because, again, remember... The, the walk is a good clue. Well, I've had a long day. I'm just out for a walk. Okay, thanks. Uh, by the way, could you give me a ride home? Yeah. Could you give me a ride home? Well, if you're out for a walk, why do you want to ride home? Too many holes in the story. He wasn't being funny, you don't think? No. No. I, people like that are not capable of humor. Oh. They're too corrosive to be funny. I don't know what more we can do than to continue to ask questions. To not, we can continue to not let it go away. I don't want to let it go away. Because with time, it'll just kind of fade away, and he got away with it. We, we, we have to make sure he doesn't get away with it. Because think of the ball that got rolling with all the other uh, support that he had, so to speak, from others, and I, I'm not. I haven't seen the emails and the, the the comments, but you know that somebody took the ball and, and ran a certain distance with this. 
And it was all false. You know, the other thing to, to point out, because I know KSTP, did, did anyone else really cover this story besides KSTP? Well, it just so happens I'm on the Minnesota Daily um, website right now, and I just went to their search engine, and uh, I, I'm getting stories that he might have been involved in, um, the newest of which is 2019, and it has to do with Kaufman and the other things we've... Uh, talked about okay when i google you have wait a minute rook wait a minute rook kenny does the daily does the daily have an account of this episode no that's exactly what i'm looking for and i can't find it Uh, but i all all i did was google or excuse me in their search engine on the daily i looked i searched his name and the newest story is november 17th 2019 faculty staff and students discuss moving forward on reckoning reckoning with university's past boy not only is journalism not what it used to be but in the failed academy it doesn't even exist anymore so i just searched both care 11 and fox 9 using his name nothing came up and i can do cco next but well i googled u of m student says cop upset him Star Tribune comes up first with that story. KSTP.com is the second one. And then it jumps to um, CARE 11 in May 2020. It doesn't... Uh, those are ju- those are the only two stories uh, having to do with this. And I'm scrolling way down. And, you know, I mean, and, and tip of the cap to the Star Tribune for printing it in the first place, but they really owe their readers the follow-up. The follow-up. Print his Instagram post. Right. Uh, he should be... This could have, not on a George Floyd scale, but it could have started a a real ruckus by saying that they were, hey, we want to protest this now. So there's a, a minimal danger of that, and thank God it didn't happen, but Have he's got to be, be right. well, held just, accountable. Just think, had the UMPD not been, I know, proactive and released oh. the dash cam video, or if there wasn't even dash cam video, imagine what we'd be dealing with. Yeah. I don't believe that we're making a mountain out of a molehill. I believe this is a very important story. Uh, and the players are right here. They're they're presumably reachable to be held accountable, although it's very unlikely that this fellow would grant uh, coming on the air because I, I would not be uh, pulling any punches if I could talk to him. I would accuse him of lying and demand to know what he's going to do about it. And uh, you, you can imagine that he's probably smart enough to realize that. Why would he subject himself to somebody he's never heard of and a podcast he's never heard of? But I guarantee you there are people at the U who listen to this podcast. I know for a fact there are. And and uh, I don't think we're making too much of this. Uh, Rookie, you had a good point. He, he could have very well incited violence. Right, right. Was that his intention? I don't know. I'm on the what? Daily's opinion page, Such, and I went back to January. Um, nobody in their op-ed opinion uh, section spoke about it either. Well, you can't go back to January because it just happened last week. You don't it, need to go back to January. It happened on the 1st, if uh, Feb, I remember Feb right. 1, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I went back to uh, January. Nothing. Yeah. Well, again, the Tribune printed it, and they're to be commended. Uh, not really. Well, they, buried, they, sh- they buried it. They buried it, but they did it. Uh, what yeah. they need to do is a yeah. follow-up, is a follow-up. 
Here we go. February 10th, Police Association requests apology from U of M student following release of UMPD footage. Clicking on that story now. Uh, oh, and they have the video. And this site is what you're on right now? Um, the Daily. The Daily, oh, the Daily did uh, have it Feb 10, huh? I'll, uh, I'll email this to you so you can read it yourself. And I continue, I continue to believe that also part of the problem is a cultural mindset that makes people of color believe they are justified. They believe that the ends justify whatever means they attempt to bring about. And I give you as uh, example A, uh, go back to the quotes of the uh, U student body president, Amy Ma, who said, uh, but she added that this incident in which the allegations don't match the video footage of what happened undermines our efforts to hold police accountable. Undermines right. our efforts. He's not doing, the, he's not doing the cause any Like favorite. I said yesterday, damn it, the police were caught behaving. That doesn't help us. <laughs> what a great story. That doesn't help us. No, he's not you helping out the fraud, cause. You fraud, Amy Ma. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. It's just, it's just shameful. It's shameful behavior. It's the absence of character. But then again, we are in a decline of moral and ethical integrity in every corner of society, in every shade of skin color, in every fabric of our life. We're seeing it I all think, around uh, us. I think you need to uh, maybe take a break and read this piece I just emailed to you. I'm seeing things I hadn't seen before. Uh, uh, yeah. Why don't you uh, Did read you this? email it to me? Because I don't have it. To GL Joe. I mean, he's going to run it over, I think. Zip over there and check it out. Oh, here we go. There it is. Uh, Ding. You've got oh, mail. I'm not seeing it. Take a break if you want. How about first? I tell you about our friends at the Chill Boys. Does that sound like a plan? I got them on right now. Do you? What color? Yes. Let me see them. Uh, I am going to show you right now. Yeah, show them in the camera on our StreamYard link for GarageLogic.com's YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, Chillboys.com. I also saw the red ones for Valentine's Day. I saw they've got a promotion. Uh, was it Instagram or yes. Twitter? Yes, They've got red Chillboys. I do not have a pair of red Chillboys. I would love that. Give the gift of comfort for Valentine's Day, courtesy of The Rookie and Chillboys.com. And by the way, don't forget, all orders that are over $40, those ship fast and free throughout the entire United States. The most comfortable underwear, bamboo boxers, boxer briefs that you will ever ever own. How you doing down there? Okay. okay. Uh, also, they also have a really cool selection of performance t-shirts and sunglasses and so much more. Please place your order with the best customer service team around, led of course by our gal Julie. Chillboys.com. Place your order. Let them know you heard about it on the Garage Logic Podcast. Cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Except Joe for <laughs> Yeah, right. Is this new Dylan? So, yes, sir. Wait, Kenny. I don't hear. He the makes interesting in. sounds. All Can right. I go now? Sweet. Yes. All right. Thank you, Master. Yes. <laughs> yes, my son. Proceed, my son. My 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 seafoam story of the day is that I don't have a seafoam story of the day. That's because 
all of my cylinders are running top notch right now because that's the whole all, point of sea foam. You don't have any sea foam stories because it works. They all, right. they all have varying degrees of sea foam in them: whips, saws, blowers, both grass and snow, sleds, bikes, truck, tractor, the roommate's minivan, which I desperately want to die. I gave in and I put sea foam in it, uh, and I even have a couple of small outboards, a little two and three horsepower ones that have tiny tanks right on them. Put a little splash of Seafoam Marine Pro in them. Everything that runs on petrol or diesel is running as intended, and that's because Seafoam works. It works to clean and lubricate critical engine areas and control the moisture. It's going to stabilize your gas and fuel for up to two years. That's for those little those little used cylinders. You don't use them all the time. Put a little Seafoam in there and make sure that gas stays fresh. And Thank goodness it's available all over everywhere from sea to shining sea, from the Yukon to Cape Horn. It's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. The Minnesota Daily did report on Feb 7 that the student, Nikhil Beatty, publicly apologized on Instagram, saying that although he described feeling genuine fear, which he was lying about, he recognized the impact his story had on undermining experiences of police brutality in black and Latinx communities. By that I mean, by that I can only conclude he means that uh, by crying wolf, I've, I've ruined some other people's stories because he cried wolf and there was nothing to cry wolf about. Now, Rookie has Instagram account and can access Instagram and you cannot find him. I cannot. So that must be down, and his Twitter must be down, and his Facebook is still up, and we reached out to that. Yes. Yeah. All right. I can't ever remember getting pulled over where I wasn't nervous. And in every case, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I knew he, wasn't gonna, he or she wasn't going to bust me for anything. I think that's a normal reaction to getting pulled over, isn't it? Isn't yes. It yes. Uh, sure. Your, your yeah. blood starts running. Yeah. The last time I was pulled over, I was he- uh, my friend of the works at the airport was heading to the airport, getting off of 494. It's a no turn on red. I uh, my brother might be coming, uh, but I did run the red light. <laughs> I did I did run the red light, and then I saw woo, and I went oh I got the hot flash. She yeah, came up course. and she said, uh, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" And I am my blood is going a little bit, and I'm like. Without admitting any like guilt, that? yes, I said without admitting any guilt, I may, I just may have uh, <laughs> gone through that light when it was a little too red, and uh, but I'm not admitting any guilt. And she checked, she let me go because I was going to work and it was fine. But uh, uh, your blood starts moving. Well, I, well, let's let's put something into context here. Uh, if anybody in the country uh, deserves to feel some trepidation. Uh, it is being pulled True. over by law enforcement. It is people of color. Uh, Absolutely. There's, there's, yes. been a, Absolutely. there's been a history of it. And, Driving and while black. That's yep. understandable, and that's understandable. That does not excuse this man from lying, however. Right. Right. It does not excuse it. In fact, if things are, things are bad enough without manufacturing them. Yeah, but let's, not lose, let's mm-hmm. not lose sight of the fact that you and I getting pulled over for a red light, we we're, we're damn near in the position as you did of making a joke about. Yeah, it. I'm not I'm not equating my. You know, a, a black guy or woman wouldn't dare. Right. If they're no, no. absolutely, so, you're right. So we let's not lose sight of that, but let's not lose sight of the fact that I'm an equal opportunity call outer. This guy's a liar. Mm-hmm. I don't care what color he is. He's a liar. 
In fact, Rook, don't we have a, a mutual friend that was pulled over one time and his girlfriend screamed out the window, He got weed! He got weed! Okay, Such. So, serious question, because you've been on this now for three days in a row. You're not letting it rest. Nope. Now that you've seen and read his apology, it's over for you, isn't it? Oh, right? no. I want to see what repercussions he faces as a member of the Student Senate. Do they want a liar on there who was trying to incite violence against police? Okay. I, I, I'm over to the extent that we've put in our calls, we've done our due diligence. Uh, we don't like our chances to hear from Joan Gable. But he has been delegitimized, if that's even a word. I hope so. Everybody now knows, including the council and all the committees he's, he's on, that he's, you know, he's tainted goods. Mm -hmm. And don't you all, aren't you guys also a little bit shocked at the lack of coverage of this story? Yes, yes. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Really? It doesn't fit the template to say that a black man had a wonderful experience with the police. Right, but I mean... The template is a black man always has a violent experience with the police. But there's good investigative reporters in this town that work at all these stations that would absolutely do this story. You know, Leiden at the Nine would be all over something like this, don't well, you think? Well, I, I, I can't answer you then, right. Chris. I don't know. I don't I'm glad know. Channel 5 was all over it. Yeah. I think the fact that he apologized publicly puts the story to bed for a lot of news organizations. Well, well but Kenny, uh, who would have seen that? Uh, people who follow him on Instagram. Where's the, where's the apology? Where's the yeah. public apology? Yeah. You've got a point there. Where's the you know? Play it once more, Chris. I know I'm giving you short notice, but oh. we can wait for you to tee it up uh, in case you haven't been listening or maybe you're just you know, uh, listening today for the first time this to week. To prove your, prove your point, Joe, yeah, the, the Daily, the Minnesota Daily, not widely cir circulated. Right. I mean, I don't even use it as source material. No. I, I never look at it. We're, we're talking, in, uh, in the unlikely event you are just learning of this, we're talking about a guy named Nikhil Beatty a U of M student who claimed that on February 1st he suffered a terrible, a terrible experience at the hands of police, that he had armed policemen uh, with their hands on their guns watching him, that uh, uh, he, he was felt violated and threatened and was singled out for his race, only to discover that the University of Minnesota Police Department said, are you kidding me? Here's what really happened, and they released their dash cam video. So the guy walking on the sidewalk... He's kind of out of the area, but not so much. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth his checking and chatting with him or not. I mean, it's a white male with a dark hoodie, but he doesn't have a mask. But all right. They didn't even know he's a black guy. Can you pause it? Can you pause it, Chris, without yep. getting in trouble? Yep. It shows going in, and I don't think we brought this up yesterday, Joe, but it shows going in that they knew that this was going to be a non-confrontational encounter, that they were just going to say hi, make sure he wasn't the guy. And yeah, they said, is it, they used the word chat. Is it worth a chat? Let's find out. Let's just have a yeah. chat, see. Yeah. All, right, All right, Chris, thanks. Pick, pick it up. Got an email? I'm going to be out with a suspicious person possibly related to this call at 11th Avenue Southeast, 5th Street Southeast. 
Pause. Pause. Okay. Uh, listen, uh, you heard the cop in the car. The, the driver did get out and stood on the street. Uh, you hear the policeman in the car. Uh, he said, we're going to stop a suspicious person, which is probably pretty common language. But listen for him in the background to say, never mind, this guy isn't the guy. Hey, how's it going? You're just walking home? Did you see, see anything occurring out today or out tonight a couple minutes ago? Uh, we just had a robbery of a person, and you kind of match the description as far as someone wearing a dark hoodie. Oh, no. Oh, no. I promise, I was literally just coming back. Okay, okay. I'm going to go up, I swear. You have a 1830, it's not going to be the party. You hear that? Okay. Not the party. Yeah. I'm a university administrator, like I can okay. show you my ID. Okay, no, I, b I believe you, I appreciate it, you're good to go. We're just got a lot of cars around here. You're good, man, you're good. All right, sorry about that, man. We just had a robbery occur at this location and whatnot, so we're going to check it out. Just want to chat with you. Just had a lot okay. of star cars out here. You're free to go. Where are you living at these days? I'm a CA 17. Okay. Well, you have a great night. Well, do, would you mind giving me a ride? No, I can't. I can't give you a ride. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Wow. We're still looking for the guy, so that's why we can't give you a ride, right? And then they pull away. I heard you cover me, but I was on channel one. Well, there you have it. They had trouble distributing vaccine in Memphis. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next item. Uh, what do we got? Wait. Who did they call on to remedy the problems? Wait. Private sector. Uh, CVS. Right. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, um, Chick-fil-A. Chick that's correct. That is correct. What a country. I, I, that's actually a week or so old or, or more. Well, the date that I'm reading is today, Feb 12. Huh. Uh, Chick-fil-A has come to the rescue of another city wanting to improve its coronavirus oh, vaccine rollout. Another city. Okay, well, it happened so in South Carolina. You're thinking of the first story. Yeah, yeah. Scott Malone, a Chick-fil-A owner and operator in Memphis, was recently asked by Mayor Jim Strickland to take a look at one of the city's drive through vaccine locations and to give advice on how to make the long lines move more quickly. According to WREG-TV, Malone has owned the Chick-fil-A location for more than 20 years. He told the station that a couple of thousand of cars come through his drive through every day. Mm. So WREG reported that Malone visited one vaccine location earlier this week. I don't know if I had too much advice, Malone said. I thought they were doing a good job. I thought they had already made some decisions in the queuing, uh, in the serving. They have times. They have goals. They may have challenges at other locations. I think there are a few things I suggested, but primarily I think they're setting it up well. Uh, on Thursday, the mayor thanked Malone on Twitter for his advice. And uh, according to WREG, Malone is expected to continue to help Memphis with its vaccine rollout as the city gets more uh, vaccines. Now, he's not the first person from Chick-fil-A to help. Last month, the mayor of Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, that's yeah. the one you're thinking of, Kenny, yes, reached yes, out sir. to the manager of local Chick-fil-A after the town's vaccine clinic got backed up because of a computer glitch. Manager Jerry Walkowiak 
was filmed on Jan 22, standing in the rain with an umbrella, helping uh, manager Jerry Walkowiak was filmed Jan 22, standing in the rain with an umbrella, helping the clinic's line get moving again. Mount Pleasant Mayor Will Haney posted the video to Twitter saying that Walkowiak was donating his professional drive through experience to help the town's vaccine rollout. But not That's on tw- Sundays, right? Not on Sundays. Okay. But now we have... We have <laughs> Two occasions where the government, this massive government, which is just too big for its own good, even at the city level, has had to call on Chick-fil-A to get the line moving. I think it's fascinating. I think it's wonderful. I've heard, when I heard that story a couple of weeks ago, uh, I guess there's some Chick-fil-A sites, um, stores, that get such a backup that they do multiple queue lines and they have employees out there taking orders, relaying yeah. the orders to the kitchen. And, by the, and, the, and the line moves wide open. By the time you get to the window, which is really quick, your food is there waiting for you. Kenny, I guess or, it's or Chris, uh, give the scan bucket to Kenny. He rarely gets it, but I'm, I'm noticing a, a pattern here. Uh, we discussed this at length with John Height, Kenny, on the air. Heights experience at the Chick-fil-A up his way is all about the queuing and the uh, yeah, uh, people taking the orders, walking yeah. alongside the car and having the food I, ready. Kenny, you got to quit I, doing, I, uh, I, you got to quit watching Leslie Gore movies and doing your crossword puzzle <laughs> when we're doing the show. I have no defense, but in my defense. No, you, you have that, no defense. <laughs> that phenomenon that we have where after the show, we don't remember if we talked about it on the air or yes. off the air. Yeah. I work two shows and I have that for two shows. Wow. So I thought, I actually thought that I had talked in depth about this on Jason's show. <laughs> well, well, that's fine, but but we've already discussed it at length. And uh, Sorry. I feel the, bad for you, Kenny. The, the fact well, remains. Well, it's all right. The, I love the, both shows. The fact remains that uh, Chick-fil-A is your go-to <laughs> professional help for moving a vaccine line through. I think that's fascinating uh, i think that's fantastic. i'm gonna take a little break mm-hmm. i'll be right back. remember when kenny ate about 14 chick-fil-a's and, and he just threw sick and he just threw the buns away no the yeah. best part about yeah. that story i do remember that they brought those in and remember that was the same night where we had an all-staff dinner at hoyt's oh you're right and yes. kenny was so full of chick-fil-a he said I'll just have a side salad. <laughs> Give me a cob salad. Oh, man. I, I actually ordered a big steak and took it home. That makes me sick but to yeah, think about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the chief noted earlier that he was two minutes from Highway 61. Gotta go. Uh, he was probably on his way to Grunhofer's. No doubt. In Hugo, at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Uh, Spencer's got a new one. He's got a new one, Rook. The spinach, bacon, and mozzarella brat. Spinach, bacon, I like spinach, and mozzarella. By the way. Yeah, spinach I like is good. It's healthy for you, too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, spinach, bacon, mozzarella brat. This one is fresh out of the kitchen. It's now available at Grunhofer's in Hugo. And Grunhofer's is creating 1,400 pounds a week of the meatloaf. Wow. wow. The original meatloaf, oh. the town ball meatloaf, and the Minnesota meatloaf with wild rice and mushrooms. And all uh, those of you who are... Uh, constantly alert to there being a warning or a, or a watch because Reavers is on the loose. They have new one-pound containers, but don't worry, Grunhofer still has the two-pound size. And two pounds, Rook, correct me, that's the conventional size of the meatloaf? Yes. Two pounds, yep. all right. Spencer loves you guys. He loves the GLers. Uh, he's constantly thinking of new ways to 
to make the uh, GLers interested in his latest products, which is the spinach, bacon, and mozzarella brat, but there's steaks, ham, bacon, salmon, seasonings, jerky, meatloaf, and a million, million different kinds of interesting brats, perfectly, uh, perfect for grilling, and as you know, garage logicians grill all year round. 12 months mm-hmm. out of the year, bro. That's right. That's what I mean by all year. That's right. 12 <laughs> months. 365 and a quarter. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. So stop in. You'll love it. If you haven't been there before, it's a treat. It's fun. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. It's on Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo. How do you know when it's time to make a move for higher profits? I'm Dean Dizek with the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. So many factors influence the decision to move. If you're looking for fewer taxes, less business regulation, and higher profits, Sioux Falls is the place and now is the time. Sioux Falls has build-ready sites and available buildings to get your company up and running fast. Best of all, any size company can make more money in the Sioux Falls area. We've got the details on our website at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Minnesota companies, just like yours, have considered their futures and expanded or relocated to the Sioux Falls area. Those companies are already enjoying the short commutes, safe streets, and quality of life excellence of Sioux Falls. Join them and discover our productive people, affordable land, reduced red tape, and fewer taxes, not to mention higher profits. Think it over. Now is the time to expand your business to Sioux Falls. Pay us a visit at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. I've got a buddy, Bob, who has three New Year's resolutions every year, and truth be told, he rarely succeeds at accomplishing his goals. He's not alone, by the way. Only 10% of us do accomplish our New Year's resolution. Then it hit me. Bob should call the Canopy Group. Why? Bob wants to read more, and I'm not going to be able to read to him. Bob wants to lose 20 pounds, and I'm sure not the guy to help him with that. But I can help him with his third resolution, and that is to save money. How's he going to do that by handing this resolution over to the 30 professionals at the Canopy Group. They will help Bob save money on his home and auto insurance and have better coverage at the same time. There's 16 companies assure Bob's success, not only just this year, but they will do this for Bob every year to be sure he has the best coverage at the best price. New clients save more than $800 annually. Hand your New Year's resolution over to the Canopy Group and be part of the 10% with good old Bob who succeeds Succeed in accomplishing at least one of their New Year's resolutions. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. All you bobs out there, get with it. 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Hard not to hum or whistle this song. How about this for a sports roundup? I'm ready. There's not a damn thing going on <laughs> except the splendor of Pebble Beach. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, didn't, I, I forgot it was on last night. And by the time I, I, I watched the for basketball game, and then I, by then they were done playing, I think. Yep. So. But I'll watch it today. 62. Somebody yeah. shoots. Speed, what speed? Is speed's back? He shot 65. Speed is in the hunt. Finished. He's in the he hunt. In it, he was in it last week, halfway through the back nine. Mm-hmm. It's uh, he still has the disadvantage of he's hitting it uh, further. His, his approach shots, uh, he's hitting a different club, but 
he's uh, so damn good that, uh, that uh, you know, when he's hitting his approach shots online. He's great, so. Hasn't won since 2017. It's good to see him back in the hunt. Is, uh, did he win that year in Britain when he yes. hit it out over the Yes. Thing? He did win that year, right? He yeah. won the that, Open in 17. That's like the end? Is that, has he won one since? Did he no. win one later in 17? No. Oh, really? Wow. That's his last victory, July of 17. Okay, i got to ask you a question. As a golf purist, what do you think of him letting them use range finders on, uh, on the PGA events? I disapprove. PGA of America and then a couple of their other championships are going to use it. Now, one guy, I heard one guy saying that it, they think it'll speed up, which it won't. It, it, they, they had it, they've done it in some of these backup tournaments, and they play exactly the same time. And uh, that what's the guy's name? Uh, he's on the Golf Channel uh, panel Eric, there. He's Rick, sort of the Dan, backup, not Shambly or one of those guys. But he, uh, Eric, he said the time it really would have came in handy was when Spieth was on the other side of that hill, when mm-hmm. it took him about twenty minutes to hit that shot at the British Open. But uh, well, what the hell yeah, do you have that, caddies for? Well, can you can you? I'm, let me chime in and pull a Bob Davis. What is a range finder? That tells me how far it is to the uh, flag or the front of the green. I just, oh. you know, it's like really, it's like, you didn't know like, that, man. I didn't. So there's a uh, oh. there, there's an electric mechanism that you have on your watch or something. Let me tell you something. This is all BS. No. If you ever listen to a caddy, they'll tell the guy right. it's uh, 27 yards to the front and 28 and a half off the right hand side. The caddy's got the yardages. You don't need right. this That's BS. What I, That's what I'm going. Plus, with. there's pins out in the fairway. Are there yeah. not? Yeah. There's yeah. a 50 yard bush or 150 yard bush at Highland. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's, I got it. Kenny, the best part of that was though when they when they really became popular and they first came out, you'd get behind some guy who hit it like you, you know, hit it like me, <laughs> and he'd be two eighty and he'd be trying to figure out his range. Just yeah. hit it, dummy. <laughs> Just hit it. Maybe a hundred and thirty yards short over there. Maybe you won't go to the lake. Maybe you won't. Just take a whack, you jackass. Right. I've often said. I've often said. I'm not good enough to worry about the yardage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is you it to the front? Jackass. What do I care? <laughs> yeah. What is it to the front? What do I care? Anything yeah. that you may be able to putt. I don't yeah. care how far. If it's seventy five yards up the green on the green, I'll punt two hundred yard two hundred feet. I don't care. Right. You know? Yeah. Just just anywhere on the surface and these guys are and uh, it's 232. Okay, pal, you just hit it 140. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pat, I don't know what you're talking about because I like to play in the kind of tournaments with guys where uh, we'll hit our tee shot, and if we're still far enough away, we'll, we'll re-tee it from the fairway and use our driver <laughs> well, again. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that, Chris. Hey, <laughs> Fast play, speed up play. Yeah, well, I don't know. Top five though. Do you, think I I should, do you think I should Wait. go to the senior tees? Ooh. I don't know. Ooh. I might be too vain. I might be too I vain. I think you got to hold out. Well, you Depends did. upon if you're playing for money or not. That's if true. You, you, where are the? Where are they in relationship to the uh, ladies' tees? About uh, halfway in between. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. damn near up there. But they don't. Yeah. We don't call them uh, ladies anymore. We call them forward. Forward, Kenny. Those are forward I, I, think, I think the seniors can use the same ones as the uh, ladies can. I have the a problem player. with you guys. There's too much pride involved with the game of golf. Oh, yeah. 
I would be at the women's tee every single time if I could. Well, I haven't played golf for a while. Is it still in play as a general rule when you're playing with friends that if you tee off and you don't get it past the ladies' tee, you have to do the weenie wiggle? You got to walk out with your your dinger to go get your ball. We don't do that. No, No, that's that's been suspended. I thought you had to tee off with your pants down. As a veteran of that. You could also be arrested for that. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes. The weenie wiggle. I'm a veteran of that, yes. That's the D.O. is what that is. Kenny, the greatest uh, ladies' tea guy, Freddie Booze, who uh, ran, you know, he was married to the Coat family and uh, ran uh, Grand Blue for years and years and years. Just a crazy old SOB who would have the Fred Mark tournament every year. And he wanted to win, man. And he'd get Alyssa Heron up there, you know, who can hit at 230. And, you know, and he'd put her on the ladies' tee. You know, she's basically yeah. a pro. he put her on the ladies' tee. Then he'd waddle up there and, you know, it was, it was uh, you know, best ball. So he'd waddle up there and he'd be hitting, like, 20 yards into a 400-yard <laughs> hole for men, you know. <laughs> he had me in his group one year and basically never talked to me again in his entire life. He wanted to win so bad. He'd, he'd write oh. me a letter. He'd write me a letter. Oh, because I was hitting it. He had no idea how rotten I was. And I, was <laughs> I was hitting it sideways back, you know, in Grandview in the pines and the trees, being the trees for an hour and a half. And, yeah, Freddie. Freddie wrote me these long letters, but he didn't really talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I have to share this with you guys. Uh, you now have both you and Joe now have a new favorite fast food restaurant. Do you want to know why and who it is? Yeah. Who? Wendy's. Patrick, why? did you see this develop on Twitter yesterday? No. So, and I got this from my guy Farmer Joe. Wendy's yesterday tweeted out the following. Time for everybody's favorite made-up social media holiday. It's hashtag National Roast Day, like right now. Drop a roast me below and we'll feel the burn. Tampa Bay Rays responded, Go ahead, Wendy's, roast us. Keep it spicy like your nuggets. Wendy's responded, We're surprised you didn't pull your social media manager in the middle of writing that great tweet. Wow. The Tampa Rays get it because they pulled Blake Snell in the World Series. Right, right. Boy, that was a long way to go, Chris. Uh, Joe, not sure. you spent an entire episode of Monday Night Sports Talk destroying the Tampa Bay Rays yeah. for pulling Blake Snell. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. I do find, after working right. with him for several Message years, received. that there's quite a bit of stuff that amuses Reavers that doesn't amuse me that much. <laughs> 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 Shots fired. Okay. Oh, he scores. Wow. I'm I'm not saying who's right and who's wrong, but we have different sets of humor, you know. Uh, That's for sure. Hey, this is something we can all share. I uh, tweeted it out yesterday after somebody tweeted it to me, so find it in my Twitter feed. This Obet, the the three sons, wrote for this woman up in Nova Scotia in June, in, in January. Yeah. The humorous obit. Find this. It's a, it's it's it, it's like somebody sent it to me. The greatest obit ever written. These guys, and it says something about uh, blah blah blah. She uh, she's her always something about her always ungrateful sons and stuff like that. You know, and uh, you know how she fed them powdered milk and all this stuff to their 
ungrateful sons, but her granddaughters always got the good stuff. Like, I, it's pretty damn fun. I can tell by Reaver's reaction that you guys do have different sense of humors. <laughs> well, if you read this, uh, the humors, oh, bit is kind of fun when you see them once in a while. This one's pretty damn good. As long it's, as it's uh, not yours. It's uh, Oh, I... Wouldn't you love to have an obit where somebody took the time to needle you when you were? Yes, leaving, you know, that yes. would be great. That would be up my dad's alley. Yeah, yeah it would be great. Yes, Pat, we're in the worst month of the year for sports. It's a bad month, February. February, especially yeah. when your hockey team refuses to play. Right. So, what? Uh, what? What did we do here? What did it? Did they all like? Did they after a, a particularly joyous victory? Did they all? Kiss each other, or what the hell do they you. do there? I don't know what happens. I don't know. Yeah. Locker oh, romantics, snapping towels or something? Yeah, yeah could be. Could be. I don't know. Well, you know, hockey has a tendency to get these skin irritations, and everybody gets it, and they get the mumps. They even had the mumps, for God's sakes. Uh, a couple of years ago, they had the mumps spreading through the locker rooms. But this is amazing. What are they going to do? They can't make up all these games. I don't know. I don't know. They play Monday night, I believe, at L.A. That's the lid lifter, so the post-COVID lid lifter. So they missed three weeks, and then they're putting them on the road back out mm. to L.A. to see if they can catch it again? I guess. That's ridiculous. Why don't we Most talk to you Monday, and we'll figure it out. All right. See ya. Goodbye. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Let's wrap her up. My, no. My fast favorite fast food right now? Yep. Red's. Oh, Red oh why did I do my Friday special? I should it's have Red done Savoy. that. It's Red Savoy. They're kicking it, man. They're crushing it at the Lakeville store. It's now open. And uh, there is oh. that special. There is that special for GLers. you got to get to the uh, SavoyPizza.com or go on the Savoy app, and you build the pizza you want, place your order, and add an order of wings, bone-in or boneless, and use the promo code GL. Red's is going to pick up the tab on the wings for you. The Poet Laureate Matt Otto mm-hmm. has done this. And he said it was flawless. Well, I'm hearing saw from a lot on. of people who are discovering soda-style pizza, mm-hmm. SOTA, since 1965 with the original recipe off 7th Street in St. Paul. And now Red Savoy oh is God. all over the Twin Cities, including downtown St. Paul in the uh, Treasure Island Center where the wild train upstairs. There's a uh, Red Savoy right there, and there's a Red Savoy near you. There's a Red Savoy in Apple Valley, Blaine. Burnsville, Egan, Eden Prairie, Edina, Hugo, Lakeville. They're crushing it. It just opened. Osseo, Roseville, St. Louis Park, downtown St. Paul, White Bear Avenue in St. Paul, Snelling in St. Paul, Snelling Avenue, Vadness Heights in Woodbury. It is fantastic. It's just the best pizza, and uh, the recipe... Uh, was part of the deal when uh, Red Schoenheider, uh sold the brand to owner Reed Daniels. He told uh, Reed, whatever you do, don't bleep up the recipe. Okay. It's got to stay. And now you get it at every, every location at Red Savoy. Go to the, uh, SavoyPizza.com or the app and then get your free wings when you order. That's a limited time. And you can't walk in off the street and do that. That's for GLers to go on the app. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. Red Savoy, it's all over the metro. Yeah. Sioux Falls is the place, and now is the time. Sioux Falls has build-ready sites and available buildings to get your company up and running fast. Any size company will find fewer taxes, less red tape, and higher profits in Sioux Falls. Check them out online at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com.
University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. You ready for the uh, St. Paul kids to go back to school? Hey! Yeah. St. Paul Public Schools is inviting middle and high school students back to school for 2.5 hours a week starting Feb 22. What? <laughs> Monday. This coming Monday. No, it'll be two weeks from Monday, right? It'll be two weeks from Monday. Yeah, Monday. Superintendent Joe Gothard confirmed the in-person start date for older students during a parent forum. The district is offering students the person in-person support from teachers at the schools where they are enrolled. This is not a hybrid learning model. Rather, it is a way to provide support during distance learning to students who are missing that in-person connection with their teachers and school community. Each student will get a designated time and day, Monday through Thursday. You don't want to work on Fridays. They won't be taught new material during that time, and they can opt out. I don't even want to read the rest of this BS. It's just nonsense. Two and a half hours. Who dreamed that up? Why not two hours and 65 minutes? Right. Well, that'd be three hours and five minutes. But how, is it, how is that healthier? Because that's obviously what they're going to lean on. What's the difference if a kid is in class for one hour or six? I don't know, Chris. None of this makes sense anymore, and we don't know any more than we did a year ago. The district was waiting to reopen until 14-day new case rates in Ramsey County fell below 30 per 10,000 residents for two consecutive weekly reports. That rate was 27 last week and 23 on Thursday. So I guess they, they can open. Mm. Hell with them. I don't want to even read it. What is Walls saying? Uh, Governor Walls is giving no indication that he'll move to lift Minnesota's coronavirus-related business restrictions, even as the virus metrics plummet to their lowest levels in months. The state's seven-day average test positivity rate fell to 3.9%, the lowest it's been since June 27th. <clears throat> that's pretty good, huh? Yeah, that's, that's good numbers. Republicans are calling Walls to let businesses fully reopen, at least by May 1, but Walls declined to pick a target date. The governor has imposed capacity uh, limits on thousands of businesses. You know what uh, people are doing with weddings, by the way? They're just going to Wisconsin to have their wedding. Yeah. Oh, really? He is an enemy. He, he's an enemy of the people. He's an enemy of the state. He's the worst governor we've ever seen. He needs to not only get his power suspended on this COVID thing, but he needs to be run out of office. Seriously. I don't, I don't think you can ever set the date on this, but I feel their sense of urgency, Walls told reporters, meaning the businesses. I know, especially in the business sector, especially in schools, a date certain is what everybody wants. When asked by the Fox 9 reporters to outline the metrics he's using, Walls did not name specific benchmarks. No, he doesn't have any. If it was as easy as saying, if this hits this, we automatically do it. It's a combination of things, Walls said. What? Mm -hmm. Representatives from the bar, restaurant, and hotel industry said this week they had not gotten any indication from the Walls administration that a relaxation of capacity limits was coming. There's been no discussion so far. As the numbers being so low, what the next step is going to be, said Tony Chesick, executive director of the Minnesota Licensed Beverage Association. Walls and Commissioner uh, Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm said they were concerned about the spread of virus variants leading to a renewed spike in cases. Well, then then you're, you're screwed, Walls. You're going to have to spend your life worried about stuff. 
Yep. You're going to have to spend your life because because this virus could become a million variants. Yep. He's a liar. He backstabs, and when called on something, he blames others. He yep. never accepts the blame. He doesn't step up to the plate. He is not a man. Other than that, yeah. What do you think, Ken? On Thursday, Minnesota health officials said they had confirmed 18 cases of the strain first discovered in the UK. All right. Federal officials say they expect the UK variant to be the dominant strain in the country by March. I guess we're going to wait for that then. This week, the Republican-controlled Senate advanced at least four bills that would strip some of the governor's emergency powers. One measure would ban Walls from closing schools with his pandemic fighting powers, while other would allow businesses to fully reopen right away so long as they have a COVID safety plan. But the measures are unlikely mm. to pass the Democratic-led right. House, which right. have defended Walls's emergency right. powers and have advanced right. their own pandemic-related legislation. On right. Tuesday, Democrats held a hearing on legislation to create a statewide mask mandate law, a move endorsed by some doctors in the Minnesota oh Medical Association. Why did you have to end the show this way? I'm not ending it. Como. There's more? Oh. This is a big story, guys. Uh, Melissa DeRosa, secretary oh. to Governor Andrew Como, attempted to walk back an earlier admission that the state withheld COVID-19 nursing home death data on purpose. What? Insist, yep, insisting Friday that the governor's office was comprehensive and transparent and responding to records requests from the Trump administration's Justice Department. Oh. Uh, on a phone call with New York Democratic lawmakers on Thursday, DeRosa reportedly said that Cuomo's administration feared the data about COVID-19 deaths could be used against us by the Justice Department in the midst of its federal probe initiated against four states regarding nursing home deaths, including <sighs> New York. Ooh. A whole lot of splaining to do here. Yeah. Whole lot of splaining to do here. Used against us, key mm -hmm. phrase there. Mm -hmm. Used against us. Yeah, that's right. Used against us. You ain't with us. Used against us. <laughs> Sounds like Gil. Gil. It does sound like Gil, doesn't it? Yeah. I am looking at those, uh, the Minnesota, I pulled it up, uh, number of Minnesota COVID cases. And we did have a pretty rough November and December, but that trend is down. It looks like uh, February 11th, new cases, 898. Okay, I, I just, uh, I don't know any more than I did. And uh, uh, it's so, it's, it's to this point, people. Uh, if you want a vaccine and your line screwed up, you got to go get Chick-fil-A to come over and figure it out for you. Right. Uh, or just go get Chick-fil-A. What this has just been a cluster bleep from day one. Just yep. a cluster bleep. And our governor has only made it worse. Well, you mentioned the, the, the wedding aspect. I attended a wedding in Somerset a couple, of, a couple of months ago, and it was for that very reason, Joe. This was a mm -hmm. guy that, that, you know, he and his wife were, you know, they've worked in service, and they wanted to support local business, but they couldn't. They, they, and they had their wedding date set, so they had to move it to Wisconsin. Right. So there's Minnesota businesses that lost out on what would have been a very profitable night for them be because of the governor. I think the current... Uh, he just increased it today. Uh, statistics for a wedding. Was it still 10 indoors? No, uh, he, he increased it this morning. I saw that. Uh, Hauser tweeted that out. Okay, I can give it to you right here. Uh, we, uh, we are now learning that... Into the Garage Logic newsroom. Restaurants can increase the number of diners in their establishments to 250 as long as that doesn't exceed 
50% of capacity. Indoor entertaining venues can host up to 250 people while leaving the maximum limit of 25% of the venue's capacity. Attendance at private events and celebrations such as wedding receptions can increase now to 50 people as long as the maximum capacity of the space stays at 25%. Gym and pool capacity can rise to 250 with a maximum capacity at 25% with a distancing requirement of 6%. And restaurants can stay open until 11 p.m. God in heaven, what happened to us? I'm looking at the U.S. trend here from uh, was, March of last year. I was just going to ask if you had those numbers to up. To this year, and uh, we peaked January 8th at 300,000 cases, and then it just, in January, it just keep, it went down all the way, and we're already down in February 11th to 105,000 cases. I'd like to see the numbers comparing our state to the state of Florida. And I get it that it's the weather's nicer there. I get all that. You can be outside a lot more. But there are no restrictions down there. Biden's going to let in 25,000 asylum seekers? Yep. But he's proposing you can't fly to Florida domestically? Yep. 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 Well, none of that makes yep. sense. Welcome nope. to America in 2021. And, and is yep. this decline in cases, Rook? Is there any way? You can't. It's not plausible to attribute that to the vaccine. Correct. Because not enough people have been vaccinated. Uh, Florida. They, uh, they had a rough July, went way down in September. December 1st, it started going up. Uh, they had 6,200 cases. They peaked uh, January 8th with 19,000, and now their case is February 11th, 8,500. So they're going down, too. Yep. And they're open. What is yep. Wisconsin? I'm going to look at Wisconsin here. Iowa's open. South Dakota's open. Uh, SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. There you go. Sioux Falls S- Development is open. All right. Uh, <laughs> Wisconsin started to trend up in October, I would say August, and they peaked in November uh, 19th with 7,400. They went down, had a little blip in January 9th, and now they're trending down. Their cases as of February 11th, 1,400 cases, and they're wide open. Mm -hmm. We went to Wisconsin to go out to eat uh, several weeks ago, just took a drive up 94 to stop somewhere, had our masks on, went in. Nobody had their masks on. Hmm. It was really, so they're, I mean, they're open. It's, it's just really weird. And the, mm-hmm. the bar was, I would say, half full. It's just a shame. It, it, it really is because, you know, we've been harping on this for months, but it's, it's these places aren't going to be the same. I mean, downtown is never going to be the same again. It just never is. But everybody in, okay, in the metro area, I don't know about the state, everybody in the metro area, there hasn't been uh, serious traffic, and Kenny can attest to this, I'm sure. Unless there's an accident, there hasn't been a serious traffic jam because everybody is quarantining and working from home. Therefore, we're not really spreading the virus if we if we go the out only, and wear a mask. The only time we see traffic are days like Monday, Tuesday, and today when conditions are such that you get black ice and then you pick up you know, I, I just retweeted the uh, patrol. Uh, three, I think it was 350 crashes in the metro this morning. You know, I keep meaning to call oh, my insurance bad. company to see if I shouldn't be paying less because I'm not doing any yes, driving. Yes, 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 you should. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to Absolutely. today. Yeah. yeah. Call flow. That's been done in our household. Yep. Hmm. This is ridiculous. I do my pretend drive to work, and that's about it. Right. Today, that was that was just literally around the block. You want me to call Flo? You got progressive? No, I don't have progressive. Nope. Okay. Uh, would you please excuse us, and we'll be back shortly with a scramble? Oh, boy, do we need one. Boy, I mean, I I'll be back. Let's I go. got to go upstairs. You running? 
Rock. Finally, thank God today is Friday. T G T I Friday. You know it. And how about a nice tall glass of Harmony Spirits to oh. hit the spot on a Friday oh. afternoon, mm. brah? Yeah. How am I doing it wrong this time? What are you going to make tonight? <laughs> You're not doing it wrong. I uh, I uh, approve of whatever drink you make with Harmony Spirits. Uh, stopping at 30 Bales, by the way, for that Garage Logic Manhattan from our friends at 30 Bales, which I think I may have to stop on my long route home mm. this afternoon. Today's the long way? I today's think today's going to be the long way. Be the long way. Uh, handcrafted spirits made right here in our own backyard. Our friends at Harmony have been at it for a while now, and they are so appreciative of all you GLers that have been going into your local liquor store and asking for the Harmony brand by name. Rook, you are such an idiot. I love you. What Harmony do you do spirits. now? <laughs> <laughs> I made him look at a, at a car. It's like this... These kids in a musical band. <laughs> just, it's, so, it's so bad and they have pink outfits on it. <laughs> Harmony Spirits is such a good client yes, that they, they don't are. care that you are looking away uh, from your, your script. But, but was, also subscribe to the monthly blog and you can be eligible for a free bottle. Harmony Spirits, stop it at the tasting room. Tell them you heard about them on GL. God almighty. I love me. I uh, May I have a, an author's corner introduction, please? Oh, I want to oh, tell you about a book. Which one do you choose? Yes. Well, oh. just one is all I need. Okay. Just one it's time ladies. for author's corner. Now, here's Joe Souchere. Yeah, that, that's Bam. fine. That would... It's not, it's not my best, though. No, this one no. this one is easily... Hey, ladies and gentlemen of Garage okay, Logic, okay. it's time to gear up for Souchere's Author's Corner. Love that one. Uh-huh. I was. Sorry. I had to drive Don't around you the do block a rap? four times. Don't you do a rap, rap on one of them? Uh, I think, think that maybe it's this one? The yeah, right. Version? I like, this is my... Um, what was his name? A Vanilla Ice Days. Oh, yeah. That's when you were in that phase. Yeah. Right then. It's time to jam with the mayor of GL with another Arthur's Corner. All right, that's enough. Thank you. I look like Thank the you. Sprockets guy Thank today. Thank you. Thank you. Don't one I look more. like Sprockets? One more. <laughs> Give me one, one more, more Sprockets. Now's the time when we dance on Sprockets. It's time for Arthur's Corner with Joe Souchere, and this one is a strike. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the one I wanted. That's the one. Every cliche. Oh, this one's good, too. Author's Corner with Joe Souchere. Super Just the way you want it. (laughs) All right, write this down, GLers. I think there's a station that robbed those liners from you. Yes. Write this down, GLers. For real? The 100-year-old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. Is it a poem? No. Is it about you? No. <laughs> the 100 year old man who climbed out the window and disappeared by Jonas, J O N A S. Jonason, J O N A S S O N. Jonas Jonason. J O N A S S O N. Sweet. Oh, okay. Who crawled out the window and asked for directions. No, no. The 100 year old man who climbed out the window and disappeared by Jonas Jonason. I'm pulling it Why, up. I don't know. When I said write it down, I didn't mean you idiots because you can't even oh, read. No. I'm talking about people out there in the listening audience. Mm. Rookie's not going to read it. Reaver's not going to read it. How thick is it? Kenny might read it. Ladies and gentlemen of Garage Logic, it's time for another segment of Author's Corner with Joe Souchere. Author's Corner. Sometimes it gets a little bit crazy. 
Okay. What? God. I find I find your reading selection a tad bit pedestrian, so I, I'm not going to read that. Is it like a man called Ove? Yes. It's a, it's in that somewhat genre. of that genre. genre. Author's <laughs> Corner. Oh. Suchi style. Will Who you will stop it be that? next? <laughs> I'm rereading Gravity's Rainbow by Pynchon this weekend, so that's what. Now, good for on. you. Uh, this this book is is anything but pedestrian. It's a, a hundred year old guy in, a, uh, in the old folks' home in this town in Sweden, and on the day of his hundredth birthday, he says, "Bleep this place." I'm he out. opens the window. He's out. He goes to the goes to the train. He goes to the bus station, and then this one of the most extraordinary adventures you could possibly imagine uh, takes place, and he. Uh, the the imagination of the author is just unparalleled. And you uh, want to add this to what? Author's Corner. Author's no. Corner with Joe Souchere. The countdown continues. <laughs> Bam. What countdown? What do you mean a countdown? Yeah, countdown he, to what? He's another one. You got them all, Camp Flynn. I would have authors in guys. the studio, and they would hear these things, and they looked at me like, what is this guy across what the room is this doing? Thing here? <laughs> I think Only because they come to us all the way from... Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from our friend Tom Lyman, uh, in 1895. Minnesota is the first state to declare Abraham Lincoln's birthday a legal holiday. And imagine that. We now have to take down the names of schools named after Lincoln. In 1939, on this date, more than 3,000 people, two-thirds of them children, Escaped death and serious injury when they rushed out of the amphitheater in Duluth seconds before the steel and wood roof of the expansive sports arena collapsed under the weight of snow during an intermission in the annual Duluth Police Department and Virginia-Minnesota Fire Department hockey game. The swift evacuation is credited to the fact that many spectators are in the front lobby at the time, mm -hmm. as well as to the presence of most of the city's police officers and the calmness of organist Leland McEwen, who remained at the post playing soothing music until the last moment. Wow. Uh, and it was on this day in 2000 that cartoonist Charles M. Schultz died in California. Hmm. And uh, ever since then, I've never missed Peanuts on a daily basis, having never read it. Wait, you never missed out. what? Excuse me? Reading Peanuts. Mm. Peanuts. Oh. We oh. Had, uh, was, uh, was Charles okay. M. Schultz was an author, right? Well, if, if you consider the comic strip as his written work, sure, oh, you could I call think him. I he would have been a great Author's Corner guest. It's time for Author's uh, Corner with Joe Souchere, and this one... Is a strike. All right, I gotta ask. Okay, I'm sorry so, I even brought it. Even up. though today I was a little. T oh, we have a question. Well, I just want to ask specifically about that one because I kind of know how your mind works when you're developing. When you're developing all of these themes and it's ideas very, and creative, the creative it, it juice is hitting you. Yes. What made you go? You know what we need? Bowling. Uh, that's because I was at Midway Pro Bowl that night before, <laughs> and I knew that I just I was moved by. You know, not the cleanliness of Midway Pro Bowl, but just the act of bowling. And I thought, well, what a great liner for all Thank you, GLers. Wait Thank a minute, you. wait a minute. I've got, I'm sorry I just, you have to put up with this. Even though today I was a little bit late, yeah. I still managed to run down to the cafeteria to pick up lunch to bring it in here. Yep. And I walked by my, I could see in my peripheral vision my um, mailbox. Yes. And in my mailbox was a parcel. Yes. And we don't get a lot of stuff. And I went, whoa. So I was extremely excited. And then I grabbed it, and I saw that it was from Ingi, and immediately I was disappointed, 
But I, I don't know what's in here, but apparently Ingi decided to eat a full family pack bag of Lay's potato chips and then decided to wrap this thing up because there's <laughs> grease marks everywhere. So I think that's what... And I don't know. I, I'm just going to open, open it. Thank you, I think it is, Rook. I think, it's a, I think it's a book. Thank Author's you. Corner with Joe Sushere. Just play the music. You guys want to have a meeting Ingy. today on a Friday? A you want to have a meeting? A full. How about a meeting? Family pack of Lay's potato chips. Six o'clock tonight. I decided he would grease up. GLers. My garage, six o'clock. Please, ooh, Wait, is the fridge stocked? Oh, look over. at this. How odd is this? This is the card. I'm not kidding. Snoopy. Yeah. Peanuts. Yeah. Aww. Hey, uh, GLers, do oh. us a favor and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. We're growing that. Exponentially by the day. Thank you so much. Anything else? Rookie, again? I don't know if you heard yesterday's show, but Juke Joe really, really loves penis. He does. Penis. Peanuts. Say it, say it three times fast. Peanuts. Say it faster. Penis, penis, peanuts. Okay, thank you. <laughs> wow. Oh, he gave me a towel you ring. People are sick. He gave me a towel ring. I don't know why. Maybe he's sending you a message. Thanks, Ingy. I've always wanted one. Or is it toilet paper? Gross. All right. Uh, sign up on YouTube, Garage Logic. You got all that stuff? Podemen. So. Podemen.com. Yeah.